Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, it's my privilege to welcome back to the show, Ryan McRae. Ryan has been on the show twice before, once talking about ADHD, and the other time was earlier this year when he and I sat down to talk about setting resolutions, which a lot of people say you shouldn't do. This time, Ryan's here to talk all about taking a three-day productivity retreat and the why behind that and the how behind that. He and I talk through all three days, what you need to do to prepare for it, what you need to do on each of the days, how each day differs from the other, how to stay focused as you go through the retreat to get things done. There's even some cross-referencing to the productivity pub crawl episode that I did a few months ago which if you haven't listened to, is in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at beyondthetodolist.com slash 178. Taking a productivity retreat could be a huge benefit to you. It's this set-aside time to have almost a crash course or a flurry of activity and focused activity and even reflection where you get stuff done that you've been putting off or need to get done now and or forecasting some vision for yourself in the future. What's funny is I literally just saw a picture of Ryan at a conference where he's kind of semi-hugging Seth Godin and they both have these weird smiley faces on their face. And that made me think of the fact that Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop is enrolling now for the summer and fall. And much like the Productivity Retreat, this is an immersive jump all the way in interact with some other people from all over of a high caliber and quality of work ethic and work on shipping and getting your stuff done over a short period of time. And yes, just like a productivity retreat, it can be challenging but worth it. People who have done this Alt-MBA workshop, which has a 96% completion rate, which that still feels a little unbelievable to me. But then I think that it's Seth Godin and I realize, yeah, that's probably true. People take his stuff seriously and he promotes and creates great stuff. 
So if you want to get your hands dirty and get hands on and learn to really ship your work with practical projects, the Alt-MBA workshop is for you. They're now accepting applications for their upcoming session. And to find out more, just visit altmba.com slash to do. And if you would like special consideration in your application, you can mention this podcast and let them know I sent you. Again, that's altmba.com slash to do. Go apply now. And on that note, enjoy this conversation about productivity retreats with Ryan McRae. This week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, Ryan McRae. Ryan, so glad you're here. Oh, glad to be here, man. So it's always fun when you're back because people really loved <laughs> people really loved your first episode. And then in this year of 2017, lots of people have reached out to me and said, hey, there was a guy he was talking about resolutions uh, at one point. Like, which one? Which episode was that? They must have it must have <laughs> stuck with them enough yeah. uh, to want to go back and listen to it again. So that was one that you came back on at the beginning of the year or late last year. It was it was kind of yeah. that crossover, you know, the transition in the calendar year. Right. But uh, today we're going to talk about something that I don't think people really consider, although I love this idea, which is a productivity retreat. Yes. Three-day productivity retreat. So that's my first question. Why three days? I think when you go on a retreat, it takes a little while for your body, your brain, your heart to just realize it's in a different place. And it kind of detox from the day-to-day stuff you have going on. So um, I've kind of helped design a retreat that helps you just really get your productivity fired up. Um, Whether you're working on a big project or you just feel behind in everything, I think it's just a great way to kind of restart the engine when you're kind of lagging behind. Uh, you know, recently I did an episode with a friend of mine and we talked about, oh man, I'm feeling behind. I feel like I've got to set aside some more time to get more done. And, and we called it the productivity pub crawl. We kind of took stuff. Right. Yeah, we took stuff away from that experiment that we did a couple of different times and kind of pulled it into our regular work week. This is a little bit different because you're retreating to potentially somewhere completely different for an extended period period of time almost, maybe. Or is it something that you could maybe do a staycation version of too? You could do a staycation version of it. I did uh, the old rent the Airbnb and just get out of Dodge to kind of let my brain know like, hey, we're in a new location and we're going to be doing something different. But you absolutely could do this if you were at home. And so again, three days, some people might think, I don't know if I can afford that. I don't know that I can, well, one, afford it time-wise, two, afford it money-wise. But I think they'd be surprised that, you know, this is one of those things where, like, for example, we talked to all these productivity people, me and Mike Vardy and a few others, and it's all yeah. like, you know, yeah. hey, set up your system or set up, you know, you, you, you invest the time up front to right. set up the new thing, the new system, the new software, the new hardware, whatever, so that by spending that you know, however many you know, that compressed amount of time up front, it then over the course of time in the future after that point, you've got this much easier or much more efficient workflow. And I assume that's what this kind of is. Yeah, it is. Um, I, and we break it down into like three days, right? So three day productivity retreat. And so the first thing you do 
is make sure you have all the like the stuff you need. So um, you've got a wall calendar, the books you might need to reference depending on what project you're working on. Maybe you're working on a, a very long article or maybe you're trying to get that poetry book or that coding school out the door. Or a bunch the, of podcast editing. Or a bunch of podcast editing. All the pens, papers, and Sharpies you, you can manage. Um, I brought a ton of snacks, um, but I try to avoid all the carbs. That's something I learned from your from your pub crawl. You guys were like, oh, we too much on the carbs early morning. Like, <laughs> yeah. we were, You guys had that big breakfast and kind of like it, it kind of shipwrecked it. And then just plenty of water, and I'm a I'm a huge uh, coffee drinker, so I make sure I have my AeroPress with me. And then um, one key thing I learned is have a, a couple chargers for your computer. If you forget one, you have a spare. And then uh, like all the notebooks you need, everything you need to write stuff down. And that what that day one looks like. So you, maybe you get to your Airbnb or you shut the door in your office. That day one you'd probably think like, all right, let's start, let's start editing those podcasts. But actually what you're doing is all those little things that you haven't done, like making a doctor's appointment, paying your bills or getting them set up to pay automatically, um, answering those 18 emails you haven't done or writing out thank you cards you never got around to, those little things that nag us, they start to drain us. If it isn't completed, then it starts to like, take away from our willpower. So this is when you can, I call it, it's like this productive procrastination. Like I'm not going to work on my big project. I'm going to answer these emails or I'm going to clean the washing machine. Like go for it, do it all, like set up every appointment, answer every email, whatever it takes to get those little things off your plate. Now I can totally identify with this because all throughout high school, and college, whether I was, you know, in my room at home or my dorm room, I could never sit down at my desk and do homework or work on that report till I had <laughs> cleaned off my desk, till I'd picked up all my clothes, till I'd maybe put some laundry in, vacuumed. Uh, oh, I've got these dishes I need to go take to the dish, uh, you know, to the to kitchen sink. Oh, there's a bunch here. Let me do those kind of thing. Like I would do all those things. And it was almost like saying, okay, there's now nothing else to be done, but the most important work, which is backwards to, to the approach of like prioritization, right. but it's the right way to go about things. If you're someone who is easily distracted, right? Right. And think of it like a chef that mise en place, they, they, they organize everything before they start to cook. They have everything chopped, everything cleaned, everything's laid out so that they can produce well. Because if the garbage isn't taken out or if the dishes are dirty, then that, that's a distraction and it's not the best environment for our brains to kind of go, all right, now we are, we're, we're going to make this happen. Totally. Yeah. So do you think that it's a good idea? I mean, recently I had uh, Rob Hatch, who works with Chris Brogan mm -hmm. uh, on the show. And one of the key things that he said he does when he's sitting down to really do focused work is he keeps a... Uh, like tangible pad and pen or pencil mm -hmm. nearby. And if something comes up like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I do need to make that doctor's appointment or, oh, I did forget to pay that bill. He'll pull that over real quick, write it down and then move it away again so that it's out of his mind. He knows that, yes, it's important and it's important I capture that, but it's not so important it interrupts what I'm doing right now. I think what you're saying is, is you, you know what? 
you've already gotten out of Dodge and you're in a state of shock and you're kind of scrambling to think, uh, okay, let me get some stuff done. I don't want to sit down just yet. Are you saying that maybe what we might want to do is capture or even go to our list of maybe if we, maybe we're already yeah. doing that captured list, maybe bring that list with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have mine saved in, um, my Evernote. Um, some people call it their someday file or their little, this little file of like all the, the tedious stuff they have to get done because you're getting done all the things that are boring. They're not that attractive. Like, Oh, let me, uh, set up my, my bank to auto pay my bills. Like, it's not the most dazzling, dazzling thing. People don't people don't write about that on Medium. Like, oh my gosh, best maneuver ever. Yeah. So this this kind of like just declutters your mind, and when your brain's like, make sure you do this. Like, you now have that opportunity to do it. And then you're gonna have those things not pop up, or not as much, or it'll be new things. But then you'll be like, nope, I just got a bunch done. Sorry. Yep. I'll write this down and I'll get to that when I'm back home or something along those lines. Yeah. And this, like, I mean, this is like getting quick wins. This is like yes. warming up the oven. This is like, you know, getting momentum going. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. I, I, I did this. I was like, all right, what's something that is so painful to me? I could just, ugh. I was like, it was like, call my credit card company and ask for a lower rate. And I had been avoiding that for like months. <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing it. And I played like Eye the Tiger on my uh, computer and I grabbed the phone and I was like, hey, I just need this reduced so that I don't um, have to cancel your card because I have a better deal. And they're like, oh, no problem, sir. You know, and she like typed on the keyboard for like what seemed like forever. And then it was done. I can't believe like I, I put this off for so long, but it's I just I just didn't have that energy that like ugh, uh, to build up and do something to me that was so painful. I think the other key thing here, again, if we go to that staycation uh, version of this is there's definitely stuff around the house like I was talking about with like uh, high school and college that you could get done and it's still the equivalent of getting something done that needs to get done yeah. and it's going to save you time later anyway so don't feel guilty about it like no you're saying basically build it into the retreat it's yep. a productivity retreat for a reason right even if you're going to get this one major thing done also keep in mind you're going to get a lot of little stuff done too yeah you're clearing the path so that the the road you're going to go down on day two and day three is much more clear. There's no there's no bumps. There's no potholes. You're 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 taking care of all that little 
that that tedium to get it to get it done. No, I think the thing that is probably a good idea is to not go down rabbit trails in terms of like too many online tasks or even like right. taking breaks and saying I'm going to sit and watch one episode of such and such. Right. Yeah. You're going to watch season one, episode <laughs> one of like Battlestar Galactica, and then it's over, man. You just blew, you just blew through that day. Yeah, then it becomes but, the uh, the Portlandia sketch about. Yeah, the Portlandia sketch. That. Oh, <laughs> please put that in the show notes. Maybe uh, the I greatest, will. the greatest moment in, I will put in, that. That, in history. That I think is one of their peak uh, oh, sketches from that so show. Good. And what I did a lot of to kind of battle that, like I did a lot of my of these things standing up, just so I wasn't like. Right in a resting state, I'm like, I'm gonna make these phone calls. I'm gonna answer these emails. So I did a lot of it standing. Oh, good call. What do you think yeah. about maybe using those things as, hey, I've been sitting for a while. I have been working on the main thing. I want a break, but instead yeah. of sitting and again watching episode one of something, I stand and run the vacuum and walk right. around and not do something digital. You know? Yep. And you'll be absolutely, you'll be shocked at what your brain will come up with. Like, hey, let's vacuum. Yeah, let's. Let's, <laughs> you know, like you will be in this, this sweet agreement that you haven't had in a while of like, hey, let's cable manage all the cables underneath the, the desk that I never wanted to do. Let's do it. Like, and just you'll keep building that momentum. And that sort of brings us to day two. Well, hey, um, one, one quick thought here. You, you, sure. say, you saying yes, let's made me think of the whole improv thing of the yes and. <laughs> yes, yes you know? and. So it's like, yes, yes uh, I see you're vacuuming and I raise you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Cable managing under your desk. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So um, so we get all this stuff done. We get all this this little stuff done. Whatever. Again, there's no one right way to do this. Some people are right. like, oh, cringing as they hear us talk about this. Like, no, you're not getting anything done. Well, I'd argue oh. we are, but at the same oh, yeah, time, absolutely. Th- this is getting, I mean, it's, it's a psychological trick. Let's just be honest. Right. Right. So. Yeah. You're, you're adding those wins You're and then it's not going to bother you when you're on to, you know, those little things aren't going to be as loud and noisy on that day two. Yeah. And, and you're, you're setting up, you're, you're setting up day two for success. Mm-hmm. You're setting yeah. up day two. That's the way you've got to look at day one is you're setting up day two. Yep. So, so then we move into day two. So this is this is game time. This is like if you're working on that podcast editing, if you're working on getting that poetry book out the door to your editor, this is where you are doing deep focus, as Cal Newport would say. And I would say healthy breakfast in the morning, something quick um, the night before you've set up your work area. And that is when, you know, I tell people, hey, try to do 50 minutes of work a 10 minute walk around stretch. And then when that timer goes off for those 10 minutes, you sit back down and do that 50. And I would say, you know, I would have that notebook out. And if I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have had time yesterday to do X, Y, or Z. You write it down. You acknowledge, Hey, I'm going to get to that. That's what you, cause your brain reminds us. So we don't forget. It's not like an enemy. It's like, don't, you know, it just perceives every little thing as a threat. It perceives every little thing like, Hey, this will cause you harm if you don't do it. So you just have to acknowledge it. Hey, this will happen. And then get back to that work. I was a huge protein guy on my day two, like beef jerky or whatever it was for uh, protein. Um, a lot of water. And I had to uh, I had to slow and steady my cough, my 
coffee intake. Like just, you know, I couldn't like just pound cup after cup because I knew about, about 1, 1 p.m. I'd be done. So I just had to like slow and steady that. Um, and I think we even learned – we did learn this on the, the productivity prep crawl is, again, you, you know, mainlining too much coffee – First thing, or even you know, first you know, one, two, three cups of coffee throughout the day, you're going to be so jittery uh, if you don't pace yourself that you're almost giving permission to that voice to then distract you. Oh yeah, because uh, your brain is overworking. And right. uh, one of the things that I found is actually grabbing like a a, a yerba mate tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. has it has caffeine but because it's not in the coffee I, and and forgive me for the for all the lack of science here but what it and, and I'll speak from experience instead is that it gives you that boost it makes you feel more alert and awake but the jitters aren't there for the right. most part right so yeah i was in uh Chattanooga Tennessee when i did this so they didn't have a lot of matcha options so <laughs> starbucks it was so um, even a green yeah, tea, I think is even is a green tea. Yeah. Yeah. But this day too, and it is where you are just cranking out that work. Um, I had a, a buddy of mine who I just said, Hey, I'll call you at this time to let you know my progress. And he's like, All right. you know, he's like, okay. Like he didn't have any skin in the game, but I, it was just my way of saying, Hey, at 1 PM, I have to call Tim and say, Hey, this is how much I got done. <laughs> That's a good like, idea. Accountability and, is huge. Yeah, that accountability. And, it, and I didn't want to make it like an episode of 24 where it was like counting down. And if I didn't get it done, he had to like – I had to write him a check for $100. I was like, you know, this is kind of an experiment, this three-day productivity retreat. So let's see, you know, what's going on. But I knew at 1 o'clock and at 4 o'clock I had to let him know. And once I was done with dinner, I was kind of done for the day. Unless it was something really small that kind of low focus that I didn't really need. Yeah, definitely. So, so what kind of pacing are we looking at here? I mean, how do you start off the day in this second day, and uh, how do you pace yourself to that maybe one o'clock call and beyond? So, I would say, like before a, a healthy breakfast, I get to work, and when it hits lunchtime, right after lunch, I go for a walk. So, I kind of just you know, the food's digesting. I can avoid that like lunch slump that we can have when we're like sitting down after eating lunch. Um, and I kind of say, all right, how am I doing so far? I check in with myself, you know, what's this afternoon going to look like? I probably just listen to music. I don't listen to like a podcast cause it's like mm-hmm. all this information, like just, I'm kind of letting my brain just kind of, you know, it's been creating all day. Like give it a, let's give it a minute. And then about after an hour after lunch, I'm back at it. And now, did you take a real lunch? Because I know, again, you mentioned the beef jerky and the water and the healthy snacks, not, not the carbs. Do you feel I, like you need a real lunch or a, not a big lunch, but like a, a legit like I don't yeah, know, I, I, something sustenance wise? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to run. Yeah. I do a real lunch because it's one. It's kind of my reward that, hey, I'm on day two of this. I've gotten my work done. Three, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to run an empty on day two. This is the most important day. And I just am kind of just kind of resetting for that afternoon, afternoon push. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to burn out. Yeah. And also I want to enjoy it. I don't want to drive away from this place being like, Oh, that, I got this done, but it was horrible. Like 
I want it to be, you know, something enjoyable. And especially if you're in a new town, a new place, um, I like to try new restaurants, things like that. So, you know, I do that. We got uh, sushi because we thought oh, I know. that's filling, that's healthy, but it's not going to make me feel like Thanksgiving dinner opened my mm-hmm. belt kind of right. tired. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I work until, until it's dinner time and, uh, make that last, you know, I make a, another accountability phone call and say, Hey, this is what I got done on day two. Now, in terms of this second day in the way that you've, uh, described your pacing and all that kind of stuff. And even during lunch where you're thinking about what well, one, you're taking a break, which is, which is great, a more extended break. But then two, you're thinking about the rest of the afternoon and what you need to do. Do you do any kind of preparatory breakdown of what you want to do in those, you know, intervals or, or cycles and 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 all that? Um, the type of work I was doing, it was just I was uh, batch writing just blog entries, gotcha. and um, and I was trying to do as many and trying to get. I I had gotten to this habit of like, oh yeah, I'll totally send you that guest post. Absolutely. It will be on your – and I'm like – because all at once I had like five requests. I might, Eric, I might have trouble saying no. And I was like, sure, yes, absolutely. And I was like, oh, no. Like I've done this to myself. So it was like, hey, I've got to get these five guest posts out the door. When I'm done with that, I'm going to batch write my blog as much as I can. So it was, hey, I've got to, I've got to crank out about – and this is no joke – about like 7,000 words. So I was like, all right, we're on a marathon. Yeah. Let's go. You know, and so I knew like by 10 o'clock, I had to have like 1600 done by, okay. you know, you know what I mean? So I, it wasn't as much like, like I wrote out a schedule, like an itinerary, but it was like, hey, I need to be on mile six by, by this time or there I'm going to, I'm falling, that's, that's I'm falling great, behind. Yeah. That's a great analogy. It's kind of, you know, you kind of know where you should be at by about that time in terms of how hard you're working and how hard you're pushing yourself and your pacing and especially looking at it like a race, right. a, mar- a marathon. Yeah. So you finished lunch, you've moved into the afternoon, you're moving towards your, um, maybe your second accountability call to kind of close out the day. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything in terms of like, some people would say, well, I've got this – I'm in a new place and I'm, I've got this evening. I could do work or do you take advantage of – and I'm kind of saying you could go either way with this. But do you, do you take advantage of I'm, I'm out of town and no one's bugging me. I can get more done now or do you do the, hey, I'm in a new place. Let me go you know, reward myself with something yeah. fun this evening. Um, I had it scheduled in that um, I had a friend of mine who was in, town, in that town and I planned a, I planned a dinner with him. And it also lit a fire under my under my rear end to get that work done so that I wasn't like lamenting being with him, being like, oh, I didn't get it done. And now I have this like that was a motivation to get that done. So that I was free to spend this time with him because I find that when you have like all those day one little activities and that day two, man, you're kind of under a deadline. It takes away from you being able to socialize with people your, your brain kind of splits into different areas. Like you got to get this done. You're, you're not really present. I guess we'd say you're not all there. And, and by the end of day two, I wanted to be all there and have a nice dinner with my friend and catch up and, and do that. And, and, you know, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to grind myself into the ground on this retreat. 
um, because I think I would need like another retreat when I was done. So I was like, all right, you know, dinner time, we're going to be done and we'll go from there. Cool. So you close out day two. How are you starting in on day three and what's the goals for day three? Ooh, great question. Day three. Day three is like your big picture. So we've kind of done, if you use the analogy, like we did like the hundred foot view on day one where we're like, we're going to do the things that are just nagging us. We're at a thousand feet now. We're doing these bigger projects. And then day three, we're at 10,000 foot view. And I would say it's like, what are the big pictures you want? The big goals you want around the areas of like travel, financial, family, friendships, career, fitness. What are some bigger goals you want to work on, you know, for the next year? Maybe it's like, hey, I want a collection of poetry out by May. Maybe you want to be completely out of credit card debt by July. Um, You want to attend these conferences. And so you're like, all right, I've got to, how am I going to move money towards that goal? This is more reflective time. You've, You've finished the marathon and now this is like a, a long walk on the beach to say like, all right, now how do I, what am I looking at big picture wise? You've done that flurry of activity the first day. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you've done the focused activity the second day. And so then the reflection and kind of the, the vision, self-vision casting, if you will, yes. is, is this third day. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And so I, it's a time to journal. And, and there's, an, again, there's an, a wrong way to do this, but it's just like, take some time to journal, take some time to call good friends of yours and kind of reflect on like, Hey, what do you think of this? But you're leaving with a plan. You're leaving with, Hey, this is what my next big picture is for this year or even the next three to five years. And I suggest having like a dedicated journal for that, a dedicated, you know, whatever it is to kind of, to kind of think on those things. Very cool. And so, are you making literal plans or, I mean, are you transferring from like dreaming time into concrete steps of how to accomplish those or? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would probably spend the morning on those like, Hey, what's the dream? What do you want to do? Have a nice lunch. And then after lunch, you're going to put, you know, you're going to put the wheels on and say, all right, how am I going to get it there and write out those goals I, what I find it tend my, how my brain works. Like I like to do all the dreaming and then do all the planning instead of switching back and forth. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that way every dream is down and then in the afternoon, every plan is made. Um, as opposed to if I dream like, Oh, I want to, you know, complete this book. Well, I got to write this and I got to research this. And, and by the time it's like, Oh, I didn't get to do, how am I going to spend more time with my family or what are my, you know, what are some important things I want to do with my children and stuff like that. One of the things that I want to kind of bring up here is the fact that for some people, they're going to want to try and figure out different versions of this retreat. Because again, yeah. they'll say, one, I either don't have three days or part of my first day and part of my third day are going to be travel time. Like, Two, right. three hours or more of, of drive time or, you know, depending upon what uh, availability they have to, like, go somewhere. So sure. that's definitely something to consider. The other thing I'm noticing as I'm thinking about this is your day one stuff, your day two stuff, and your day three stuff are all things that I will 
break out into singular activities and literally mm-hmm. go to the coffee shop for two hours and do uh, right. in and of itself. But yeah. I think this is a cool little system to like do it all at once and kind of make you make yourself feel good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and you could break this up in different ways. You could do like, Hey, I can't really leave the house. I have triplets. They're like six months. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's, that's a no go on that. But maybe just for three days in the morning, you're just doing that day one, day two, day three. Or, um, you know, if you're doing drive time, I would turn on the voice recorder on your phone and just kind of talk out all the little things you have to get done on your way back on day three. Talk about your talk about the goals you want to have, the dreams you want to accomplish, you know, and just put it in, you know, just record it. And that way you still have got some great time. Yeah, there's some there's definitely some again. So there's no rigid structure like we've just walked through that you absolutely right. have to adhere to to make yeah. sure you're doing it right. But this is one version. This is a version of it that really works for you. But I think the 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 most important thing we can touch on here is letting any one of these three different days focused activities, the you know, the flurry of activity, the focused activity or the reflection, letting any one of those things go too long in your life right. without doing right. is going to make you feel like you're <laughs> just a wreck. Right. Exactly. So yeah. uh, again, uh, so there's, there's lots of different ways that you can approach this. Again, this is one approach. There are multiple approaches as we've kind of started to, you know, break down a little bit extra here on the back end. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know that you've got like a cheaty, uh, a cheaty F. <laughs> that's a pdf trademark, cheat trademark. sheet you can yeah cdf uh trademark uh you've got a pdf cheat sheet for this thing that you oh, yeah. uh, that people can go grab so i want to make sure i'm, I'm going to list that in the i'm going to throw that in yeah. the show notes for people yeah, um, i know people are driving and they're like wait a minute i need <laughs> what is this yeah we'll just put it in the show notes and they can they can download that i'd love for like, them to have it. yeah they're like i like listening to you guys and everything but i don't want to have to listen back to this if you could just right. give me this in like a breakdown that'd yeah. be great uh yeah. so we did it'll be in this episode's show notes so there you go great so I, I really hope this is helpful i think it will be i think you know this is one of those short sweet to the point consider doing this or some version of this for yourself to mm. Amp up your productivity. If your uh, listeners do one of these, I'd love to hear how it goes. Yeah, so that's so so like we like we try to do more often than not. I will in the closing here give you the link to the show notes where you can find uh, all the things we referenced here in this episode, as well as that's where you can go and leave comments. And Ryan and I will both interact with you there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ryan, it is always awesome to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming, Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. So what I want to know is, are you going to plan yourself a productivity retreat for three days or one day or a weekend even? Somewhere in your schedule, think about it, look at your calendar, figure it out, plan one, and then let us know how it goes. You can let us know, me and Ryan, at the show notes for this episode, which you can find at beyondthetodolist.com slash 178. If you got something out of this episode, and while you were listening, you thought of somebody else who really needs to listen to it, while you're there in the show notes for this episode, click share. Share it with them. Email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Whatever the best way is to get a hold of them and let them know that this topic could help them out 
Think of that person and share it with them. Also, again, apply for Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop. They are enrolling for summer and fall acceptances right now. All you have to do to apply and learn more is go to altmba.com slash to-do. That's A-L-T-M-B-A.com slash T-O-D-O. And you can get special consideration if you mention this podcast when you submit your application. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know you probably got something great out of it. I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.